Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All-American Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode number 5. I'm your host, Chris Carr, bringing you guys Week 8 Preview NFL action coming up this weekend. Stay tuned for more. So today, as I mentioned, Week 8 NFL action. I know I have not brought you guys a lot of podcasts recently. Uh, I'm focusing on schoolwork, getting into it. Um, also, I'm a little sick right now too, so just bear with me, uh, my voice. I don't know how it sounds on the, uh, the podcast, but we'll see. I don't think it's too bad right now. Um, I gotten better, but, uh, yeah, week eight preview. I'm getting back active on the Instagram. Uh, I plan to be active. You'll see nearly daily posts now, and then some weekly podcasts, probably twice a week is the goal. Uh, realistically, I think it's going to be probably once a week. But anyways, I want to keep these intros short, get into it. I know you guys want to hear uh, the takes. So we're going to be going over uh, five takeaways from week seven, uh, my week eight waiver wire guys. I have five. Uh, this week, I actually have six guys um, to pick up to play this week. A lot of injuries, too. We'll talk about that, uh, who the backups are. And then we're getting into each and every single game. I'm going to break each of them down. Uh, my upsets, locks. Every single game, getting into it, uh, break it down, who's going to win and why. Um, so we'll start off with the takeaways. Looking back on week seven, had a fun, exciting week of football. Honestly, I can't say it was the best. Uh, I thought we had a lot of blowouts, and I think we have a lot of scheduled blowouts this week too. We got like games like Cincinnati and New York. Um, I know we have Miami, Buffalo, the Rams, and the Texans, like there are a few games this week where I kind of know who's going to win. Um, and I thought the same thing last week, like especially the 4 o'clock games. I know Rams and Lions actually ended up being close, but that one seemed like it was going to be a blowout. Um, I know the Texans and Cardinals, that one completely one-sided. And then same thing with the Bucks and the Bears. Um, but ultimately, though, we still saw some good games, um, some good fantasy performances. We'll talk about that. Uh, five takeaways in no order, really. Just, you know, some thoughts on the games. Uh, number one, Derrick Henry. He gives the Titans a chance to win every single week. He is just one of those guys, and there's really not a lot in the NFL nowadays. But he didn't even play that well, too, against the Chiefs. But they got a big win, 27-3. Um, I just think, you know, the fear he evokes from the opposing defenses. They have to game plan so much for him. Because, I mean, he's so big. He's so powerful in those lanes. Like, they, he didn't even play that well, as I mentioned. But the defensive game plan from the Chiefs, you could see it. And Ryan Tannehill took advantage of it. He threw the ball down the field. He got a little nice rushing touchdown as well. Um, I think, you know, Mike Vrabel and Arthur Smith, who is now the head coach of the uh, Falcons, but they both used him beautifully. Um, and a big week from the Titans, too. I, I think they are now... I really didn't believe in them after what I saw the first few weeks, but they are now, I think, one of the best teams in the AFC. We saw it last week with Buffalo, saw it this week with Kansas City, two big upsets for them. Um, but Derrick Henry ultimately gives them a chance to win every single week. Uh, I think it's proven now. It's been proven in the past, but I think, you know, after a slow start, uh, you know, kind of sluggish last season, everybody seems to doubt him every season. Not really sure why, but officially, uh, I think that take is valid now. Uh, Joe Burrow is the real deal in Cincinnati uh, for sure. But I think ultimately 
the takeaway is that Jamar Chase was the right pick. And I thought this from the very beginning. A lot of people were questioning my grades um, right after the NFL draft. I had Chase as like an A. I, I wouldn't have had a total problem with Panay Sewell, but I like this pick. Joe Burrow is their franchise quarterback. They picked him number one the year before they picked Chase. His college teammate. You want to succeed with both of those picks. You get him his college teammate, his number one wide receiver for the future. Uh, it's proven now. Unfortunately, I faced him in fantasy in three leagues, so that wasn't great. Uh, he had a huge day, though. I don't remember the exact stat line, but it was crazy. Uh, totally obliterated the Baltimore secondary. That was a big upset, too. Uh, Cincinnati 41, Baltimore 17. Uh, but Joe Burrow, also the real deal. That was kind of a takeaway, I thought. Uh, you know, we kind of questioned him. He played pretty well at the beginning of last season, um, then got injured, got some reinforcements this offseason. That's somewhat of a slow, you know, and kind of inconsistent start, but he has been balling as of late. He's been throwing the ball super sharp, got three great receivers. Um, the offensive line still hasn't been great, but I, I think that offense is awesome. Joe Burrow at the helm of it now, too. Uh, definitely helps. Number three, Tua is not the problem in Miami, officially. Now, I don't think he is the, you know, the certified franchise guy. Uh, we've been hearing Deshaun Watson rumors, and I'll talk about that a little bit. But he is not the problem in Miami. And, you know, I've been saying this. I feel like we need to give him time. We are way too impatient with him. And I think it's because Miami has such a great team outside of him. But their offense has been not great this year. Their wide receivers have been banged up. He really only has Jalen Waddle. Um, the running backs are not great. It's been a committee. It's been a mess, too, with the offensive line combined with it. Uh, but he is not the problem. He's been playing well. He played well against Jacksonville, too. Like, they put points on the board. Their defense has not been great, though. Outside of him, their offense has not been great. I like Brian Brian Flores. I liked what they they did to really improve their roster after year one. Year three now with Brian Flores has not been great. Um, I think this is a year where they really take a step back, evaluate themselves this offseason, and take it from there. We could see a Deshaun Watson trade as well. But Tua, not the problem. Um, I think they should at least hang on to him for now. Unless you can get Deshaun Watson, of course. But... Um, I, I don't want people saying that Tua is the reason why this team is losing because he is not. He's been playing well. He's been throwing the ball well. Been throwing the ball, like, I think 300 yards plus in both games. Now, that is against two bad defenses, but you can see the difference. They have such a better chance to win. They are so much more in rhythm in the offense with him as opposed to, like, Jacoby Brissett, a mediocre quarterback. Pretty good backup, but uh, you can see the difference with him. The Raiders, number four, uh, takeaway number four, the Raiders are the same, if not, I'd say maybe better off without John Gruden as their head coach. I thought that'd be a real struggle for them. You know, John Gruden, of course, we talked about it a little bit earlier, you know, the situation with him still being figured out. I don't want to comment on that, but um, I thought it'd be a struggle. I, You know, on the sidelines, you're going from actually a pretty good start to the season to not your head coach anymore, completely different shift, to a guy who has never coached before in all levels of football, they played well. They played well. Uh, they're sideline, and they talk about it. They feel like they've been better on the sideline, too, without him. They've been more united as a team. I love to see it. Uh, the Raiders are playing some really good football. Because after a great start to the season, I was like, and then Gruden got fired, I was like, oh, man, this team just, 
cannot catch a break. They are going to fall apart, but they proved me wrong. They've been great so far. Um, so Raiders been the same. If not, I, I would I would actually say it. they've been better off without John Gruden there, um, at least so far. We'll see how that goes into uh, the future, but so far they've been pretty good. And then takeaway number five, the Lions deserve a win. I, I think so. They've been so good, but uh, the ultimate takeaway is that Dan Campbell was the right hire in Detroit. Yes, they are 0-7, but, and I don't think I would ever plan to say this um, when they're, when a team is 0-7 to start off with a new head coach, but I think Dan Campbell was a good hire. I like his strategy. I like his energy on the sidelines. It's the complete opposite of what they had in Matt Patricia, who I actually like. Um, as a New England Patriots fan, but he's not a head coach. Dan Campbell is a head coach. He would either be the worst or best hire, uh, I thought, coming into the season. He's been somewhat in between, but I, I think he was ultimately good. I love his energy. He's connected to this team. He wants to win so bad, and his players now feel that, too. They go out 100% every week against one of the best teams in football. They put up a great fight. Uh, I thought they really deserved to win that game. One big mistake towards the end with Jared Goff really killed their chances, but they came out firing. They came out with energy. DeAndre Swift had a huge touchdown. They are onside kicking. They're doing everything to win that game. They ultimately did not, but I think Campbell was the right hire in Detroit. Those are my takeaways from week seven. Now moving on to the week eight waiver wire. Number one, the pickup of the week is Kenneth Gainwell, the rookie out of Memphis. Now, I don't think this is as great of a pickup as a lot of people think. I still think, like, even with Miles Sanders, Miles Sanders was not great. They barely gave him the ball this season as the number one running back. But I think with Gainwell and Boston Scott, I think he'll see a good amount of volume. I think they will establish, try to establish the run a little bit more. And Gainwell's a much better pass catcher, too, than Miles Sanders was. So... I, you know, I like it. He, honestly, this waiver wire this week is not that great. Um, but he's the priority pickup, especially for a struggling fantasy team. If you have one of those high priorities, uh, go pick up Kenny Gainwell because then it's kind of a drop-off. It's a lot of guys that we've talked about, too, like in the two, three, four spots. Number two is Christian Kirk. Uh, we talked about him in the past. Still don't know why he's not picked up, though. I saw it. I was like, is this guy... Because these guys have to be under 50% owned, by the way. That's my requirement for a waiver wire pickup. Kirk's not really that close. He's like, I think maybe 30 at like the max, maybe 35. But he's been great to start up the season. Had a good week against Houston, uh, two. Got a touchdown, got some nice catches. Uh, him and A.J. Green have been balling. I would maybe include A.J. Green on this list as well. Uh, but Kirk seems like the established number two. Um, in this offense, you know, Kyler Murray has been so good. Their offense has been so good. Uh, and Kirk has been the clear wide receiver, too. And with Hopkins kind of, you know, on and off the field, uh, Kirk is even a better pickup, too. He's been he's questionable, too, for this week, Hopkins is. So Kirk is uh, definitely a pickup if you are a wide receiver needy team. Number three is uh, two guys. And I think eventually it'll probably just be one of them. Uh, as we're waiting on this COVID situation in Green Bay. Uh, Alan Lazard just got placed. I'm recording this at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern time on Wednesday, so we'll see what happens with these two. But Randall Cobb and Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, for the Green Bay Packers. I think 
at least one of them should be able to start on Thursday night with Devontae Adams and Lazard out due to COVID. Um, but I would I would probably start one of these guys, a nice little streamer for the week. Uh, I know it's a good Cardinals defense, but if anything, Green Bay is probably going to be down. They're going to be throwing it. You got Aaron Rodgers, not a lot of targets. It has to be, uh, you know, it has to be thrown. I think it's going to go to one of these guys. I like Randall Cobb coming into the season. Hasn't been great so far, but um, these guys are going to get a chance to win. I'd, I'd pick up at least one of them for this week if you need to start. Um, outside of that, though, they're probably just going to be a weekly pickup. That's why they ha I have them so low. Uh, moving on, number four is Rashad Bateman for the Ravens. Not a lot to say. I mean, he's just, you know, he's established himself as probably the number one wide receiver now in Baltimore. I like him as a dynasty pickup as well. Um, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say number one because I still think uh, Hollywood Brown's probably number one. But uh, I do like Bateman. Saw a lot of targets after the injury, after coming off the injury. Uh, Sammy Watkins has been like mediocre. He's been all right. But I think Bateman has a chance to really break out. <coughs> uh, the only problem, I mean, the Ravens, as we know, are a run-heavy team. I don't know if you're going to be able to rely on him. But I think he's, you know, a nice stash guy for the bench. See what happens. And the same with number five, which is Khalif Raymond. Good week uh, for Detroit. Uh, against the Rams secondary, which is pretty talented. But I, I don't really know. You know, I just put him on here. But, you know, the, the Detroit wide receivers have been kind of inconsistent. Kind of, Goff's been throwing the ball all over the place. Um, I think the only reliable guy is TJ Hawkinson uh, in the tight end. And, you know, the running backs, of course, too, Williams and Swift. But Raymond had a good week. Another stash guy if you want on the bench, see what happens with him. Because wide receiver one on a team is always good, especially when they're going to be down like the Lions are. Um, so I like Khalif Raymond. And number six, I'll add a bonus. Uh, got Boston Scott, if you really want him. Don't th I think he's going to take a back seat to Kenny Gainwell. Um, but could be a nice pickup if you are really desperate. I have a lot of guys on by this week. Um, he is the right now number two running back in Philly. Uh, a lot of streaming options this week, though, especially the quarterbacks. A lot of good matchups. Daniel Jones, I know, Kirk Cousins, Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, a lot of good matchups there. Now we move on to the game previews. I'm going to get my notes out here. Uh, tomorrow night's game should... Uh, well, it, it should still be competitive. Uh, it looked a lot better before Devontae Adams and Lazard were placed on the COVID list, as well as the defensive coordinator for Green Bay, Joe Barry. Um, and we'll see. There'll probably be a few more uh, ruled out. So we'll see. Uh, right now, I pick Arizona over Green Bay. They are at home. Um, Green Bay's injuries, or I shouldn't even say injuries, just illnesses right now are kind of killing them. I still think they play pretty well, even without Devontae Adams, but Arizona's been playing even better. They've been the best team in the NFL. Good week last week. Uh, I think they continue it. Green Bay's defense doesn't really scare me, especially with like, Jair Alexander's injuries. I uh, still don't know his status for this week. I haven't really checked it out too much. But even if he plays, I still like Arizona. Just be, They've been the better team this season um, all around the ball. I, I, don't see this way. I don't see this going Green Bay's way, especially without their top receiver um, in the game. Uh, next, Carolina and Atlanta. Good matchup of two uh, you know, somewhat decent teams in the NFC South. One's been on the rise, one's been on the fall, and I'm picking the one on the rise to win this game. I have the Atlanta Falcons beating the Carolina Panthers at home. Donald's been struggling. 
for Carolina, I was going to put him in my takeaway, but I really don't know if he's the answer or not, just because of how inconsistent he's been. But I think teams are starting to figure out this Carolina offense. They don't have Kirsten McCaff- McCaffrey either. And Chuba Hubbard didn't have a great week last week, which kind of surprised me because he had been doing pretty well. But Atlanta's high off of a great win versus Miami. Um, I think they just have a lot of good weapons on that offense. Kyle Pitts has been finally breaking out. Ridley's healthy. Um, they have a good backfield with Patterson and Mike Davis, and Patterson's been a gadget all around new sky. I like Atlanta in this game uh, in a close one, but I think their offense has been good. Carolina's offense has been struggling. Both defenses have been, you know, all right. I think Carolina definitely has the advantage there, but I think Atlanta's offense probably going to be too much. Um, so I like them over Carolina, and they're playing at home too, so that helps. Tennessee on the road at Indy, uh, AFC South matchup here. Uh, I like Tennessee in this one, uh, coming off of uh, two really big wins. But even Indianapolis, even, and they, I'm proud, they won last week, they played pretty well. But early on, uh, and it did get a little bit better, but they couldn't really stop the run. That's been a big struggle this season. They have the talent, but I don't know what's happened. Even against Elijah Mitchell last week, they did struggle at times, and they kind of struggled stopping Jimmy G on a few drives. You know, San Francisco just marched down the field for a few of them. Um, so I, I like Tennessee. They've been, you know, they can easily take advantage of that with Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown had a great week last week, as well as Tannehill. Tannehill seems to be back in rhythm. And they got Julio, so I think Tennessee's offense too much for Indy's D. I do, I do expect uh, Indianapolis to put up some points. That could be a high score um, in that game. But I like Tennessee on the road at Indy. Next, we have Buffalo at home against the Miami Dolphins. This is one of my locks of the week. I got Buffalo winning big. Tua has always struggled against the Bills. Simple as that. Bills have just been a better team. Miami's offense uh, has been kind of struggling. Their defense has been struggling even worse. So I like Buffalo in this one. Not a lot of explaining to do. They are by far the better team. They're at home. Uh, Miami's quarterback has always struggled mightily against this defense. So I like them. Another lock, not much explaining to in this one. Cincinnati at the Jets. Cincinnati's been on a roll recently. Uh, Joe Burrow's been playing well. Might have to maybe take a break in this game, give the ball to Joe Mixon, let him do his work. Uh, Jets got obliterated a little last week by my Patriots. They played very, very well. 54-13 was the final. They don't have Zach Wilson, and if they start Joe Flacco, which could happen, I mean, he, he does somewhat know his playbook, but a new coach, new offensive coordinator might have to learn some more. Uh, and then, even worse, you'll have Mike White if Flacco can't go, so... Cincinnati by a mile there, another lock of the week. Uh, Pittsburgh visiting Cleveland. I think this game's going to come down to health. Uh, Cleveland, uh, you got, I mean, Nick Chubb questionable, Baker Mayfield questionable. Uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, but even so, they played well last week. I say Cleveland gets healthy, played a similar team last week too. I think Pittsburgh, if anything, a little bit better, Um, especially in the defensive end. Uh, but I, Cleveland played well. They were able to run the ball well. Um, I, I think if Case Keenum plays, I have a tough time maybe with Cleveland, but it sounds like Baker should play. It sounds like Chubb should play. 
Uh, really don't know about this one at this point, but I'm going to say Cleveland over Pittsburgh. I'll talk about them more as the week goes on, but right now I'm sticking with Cleveland. Uh, my upset of the week, or one of them, actually I have two of them this week, Detroit over Philadelphia, and I have picked Detroit to win several times. They haven't done it, but they played well against Lamar Jackson. Remember, I mean, they played very well against them. They shut them down, and on a last-second field goal, uh, Baltimore was able to win, but Detroit played well against them. I think they're facing pretty similar situation with Jalen Hurts, but this offense is worse. Yes, they don't have a lot. I mean, they don't have a lot of wide receivers like Baltimore. Um, they have a you know pretty good old line there, but the running backs and without Miles Sanders this week is Gainwell and Scott, two guys who are pretty good uh, pass catchers, but none of them can really run that well. Detroit's deserve the win. They're hungry. I say at home this week, Dan Campbell does get his first one uh, versus Nick Sirianni. Philadelphia, I think, is just going to have a hard time adjusting, hard time getting going on offense. I think Detroit is going to get the win. Uh, next, we have the Rams visiting the Texans. Not a lot of explaining to do. Same blowouts we had last week. Rams by a mile. Um, no way Houston wins this game. Just absolutely no way. Rams have been playing well. I know they almost got shocked last week by Detroit, but Detroit is a much better team than the Texans. I got Rams in this one. Next, a little bit more interesting here, San Francisco visiting the Chicago Bears. I think San Francisco wins this one. A little bit of an upset maybe to some people, but I don't like how Justin Fields has started off his NFL career. It hasn't been pretty. You know, it, it, he does have a few wins, but it's not like he's been the reason for those wins, especially last week. He played absolutely awful against the, the Buccaneers, who, you know, have a good defense, but this year they've been struggling, especially against the pass. Um, I thought Khalil Herbert, another rookie for Chicago, played very, very well. It's going to come down to can Chicago establish the run. Um, I think they might be able to a little bit. We'll see, though, if they lean on it. I mean, hopefully they do, but I'm confident in San Francisco. They got a good front seven. Their offense actually played pretty well last week versus Indy. There's a kind of similar level defense with Chicago. Uh, even though they're on the road, I like San Francisco in this one. I think their offense might be a little bit too much for Chicago. I think Fields is going to get hammered with pressure. Um, I like Kyle Shanahan, his game plan on the road. Uh, versus a rookie quarterback in Chicago. Next, we get the big upset of the week. Yes, it might seem biased, but when this happens on Sunday, it won't seem biased. New England over the Chargers. I got them. I have confidence in New England. They've been playing with confidence. Uh, I we we were told like before the game. I mean, they were just you know through the roof against New York. They were excited to play. Mac Jones seems to be in rhythm. This offense seems to be in rhythm. Defense I'm a little bit worried about, to be honest. Um, they're facing a very good offense. But we saw this result last year, 45-0. Uh, and yes, it is a little bit of a different Chargers team, but not too much. Like The Patriots have also improved. They won last year with Cam Newton and a very you know lackluster thrown-together team uh, at L.A., and they're at L.A. again this year. I like New England in this one. I think Bill Belichick will outsmart the Chargers, throw a lot at Justin Herbert. 
Um, I like I like them. I think it'll be a little bit of a closer game this time, but I got New England. The only concern I have is that Keenan Allen, Mike Williams might be a little bit too much for the Patriots secondary, which easily could be the case. I am interested though to see how they match up. Because if it's Jalen Mills against Mike Williams, I don't know how confident I feel in that, but we'll see come Sunday. Uh, next, Jacksonville at Seattle. This could be a close one, you know, without Russell Wilson um, in Seattle. But I like I like the Seahawks. Uh, I thought they played decent against the Saints. Uh, almost came by with a win. But, you know, Jacksonville is having to travel a pretty far distance in this one. I think Metcalf and Lockett will have a field day against this uh, Jaguar secondary. I think Geno Smith will have a good time. Uh, we'll see about their, their health and their backfield. But Alex Collins has been good. This old line has actually been pretty good in the run-blocking department. And Jacksonville's defense has not been good this year. So I like them. I think Trevor Lawrence might have a nice game too. But uh, I like Seattle. This one a pretty high-scoring game um, at home too. So I like Seattle. Uh, to eke out a win versus the Jaguars. Next, we got Denver and Washington. Two pretty similar teams this one. I like the Broncos at home at mile high. I think uh, Heineke's going to struggle. Denver last week did not play well, but I still believe in this defense. I still have high hopes for them. Um, I, I don't think Washington's going to be able to run. Uh, we'll see about Antonio Gibson. Hasn't been 100% lately. And then the backup is J.D. McKissick. He's been a good pass-catching back, uh, like we see in Philadelphia, but not a great runner. Uh, then they have Jared Patterson. I doubt he gets really any carries in this one, the rookie uh, late-round pick. So I like Denver. I think it's going to come down to that. And besides Terry McLaurin, this offense does not have a lot of options. Denver's defense is good. I think they play well. I think it's going to be kind of a low-scoring one in this one, but... Um, as long as Teddy Bridgewater and this offense can put up a few points, which they should be able to do against Washington's terrible defense, I think the Eagles got a win at home at Mile High Stadium. Uh, should be able to do pretty well in that one. So Denver over the football team. Next, we got the Sunday night and Monday night games. Dallas at Minnesota. This should actually be a fun one and a very uh, an, another similar match of two very similar teams, high-powered offenses. Defenses have been improving, but still not great, um, especially against the pass. Like, both teams have not been great. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a shootout. Um, the better team usually wins in a shootout. I think the better team is Dallas. I think they have the more explosive offense. Um, should be a fun one. Should be a high-scoring one. Fun game to watch on Sunday night, but I like Dallas on the road. Um, could see that one going either way, though. Same with Jacksonville and Seattle. Could see that one kind of going either way. Um, but Monday night football can only see this one going one way unless one guy doesn't get healthy. Giants visiting the Kansas City Chiefs at Arrowhead. Now, Patrick Mahomes sounds like he's going to play. He, can cle he cleared the concussion protocol after the game, took a hard hit, but probably would have gone back in if it wasn't a 27-3 blowout. So it sounds like he's going to play. On the flip side for the Giants, they have a lot of injuries, and we don't know who's going to be healthy. Especially with the Monday night game, they might try to play some guys, but ultimately, I think this is a get-right game for the Kansas City offense. And I could see an upset in this one just because, um, you know, the Giants have the right guys to cover the Kansas City receivers. They got James Bradbury. 
Um, and a Dory Jackson, who actually could match up pretty well with a guy like Tyreek Hill. Uh, and then you also got Blake Martinez in the middle who can match up with Travis Kelsey. Throw a lot of those linebackers in there, some of the safeties against Kelsey. Maybe put some pressure on Mahomes at the same time uh, with their front seven. But ultimately, Kansas City, I think, needs to get right. And I think they will. They are at home. They're going to come up with an extra special game plan for this one. Uh, I think their defense has to also step up. But um, ultimately, I don't see Daniel Jones really putting up like a 30-point game. And I think Kansas City can easily do that. So I think the better team wins here. I think it's Patrick Mahomes. I think he's motivated to get a win. Um, I think they'll also run the ball a little bit this week with Darrell Williams. Uh, so I, I like Kansas City in this one. I think it's a get-right game. I think they will uh, be motivated to win. I think they got it. I think they finally got a win this week. Um, that's weird to say. Kansas City finally getting a win. Uh, didn't think I'd say that this year. But those have been my Week 8 picks. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I'm coming out with some posts uh, probably today, probably tomorrow too. Uh, get a little Thursday night preview and probably power rankings tonight. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned for some more. Uh, I'll see you guys next week. Uh, continue to DM me your fantasy questions. I love answering those and uh, I answer all of them. So DM me on Instagram or wherever. Um, have a good week. I will see you guys next week. Peace.